Listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We're a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we put on some bad events and then talk badly about them. Yes, but if we're talking bad about bad events, no, that seems accurate. It's not even like a reverse <laughs> negative. No, as in we're talking badly. Yes. We don't talk good. Me no, fail English. That's impossible. We yeah, no, talking good is not. But that not doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean that we're talking negatively about them. We just no. we might be talking positively badly. Yes. Which isn't always negative. Correct. Right. I'm glad we're clear. I think that's correct. I'm just gonna go with it. Let's roll with it. It is now. It is <laughs> it's it's on the internet, so it's real. So last weekend we put on yet another Blood Bowl Sevens event. So we've done a few of these now. It's becoming a habit. I know, right? So we'll have to cut that out soon. Um, Thoughtless Bowl presents Training Day. Training Day was a thing. First tournament of the year for us. First of a couple, let's say. Yeah, there was some lousy smudge weather, but yeah. (laughs) But what it was, so... Before we get into what happened and who was there and blah, 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 uh, what was it? It was a game of sevens, or it was a couple of games of sevens, actually, four rounds. And the only real strict measures that we put in place for this one was the fact that you could only take linemen mm-hmm. and one star player. Yeah. So if we talk about what I feel was the inspiration behind this is we're thinking, you know, junior sports type things that happen, you know, if we're talking kids footy and cricket and stuff where they kind of get a celebrity to come and they host like a day clinic thing where you all do some sports um, with kids from all across the you know region. And then you might play some games against each other with said celebrities there, and we all feel very, you know, honoured that they have descended from on high to mingle with us commoners, um, and we've played with some kids, or, you know, we've played with some, mm, we've... Uh, <laughs> it's on the internet, take it back. true. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, you, you've, you've kind of met some friends from different areas. So that was kind of the idea. Can we do that in a sevens? Being that sevens is kind of the amateur Blood Bowl League, let's host a clinic day with a celebrity key star player and players that you might not necessarily always be playing with. So linemen, because you're all shit, um, but from other teams or other traditional teams that might be in the same region as you, keyword. It was a hodgepodge. It was basically one, one player that can actually play the game and a whole heap of people were running behind pretending to be good to try and impress said star who was really just there for the money so much um and occasionally just to, you know there's that that famous internet video of the guy just walking around or skating on ice just kicking a giant inflatable ball at kids 
I feel like this is almost what had happened here uh, in quite a few games. It was it was an interesting day. We had uh, we ruled out a couple. Of, we ruled out the mega stars. So Griff, uh, Morg, yeah, Morg, Hack, Flam, Creek, yeah, all the ones that that if we didn't rule them out, there would have been half a dozen on the day, and you know people may have ended up playing Griff every single game, which was not going to be fun. So. Ruled them out to try and get a bit more of a variety of the star players uh, just to see what they can do, really, because, you know, we've been running sevens events. We haven't been running elevens events yet. So we haven't seen the star players. Star players are not a thing in sevens. No, and look, probably rightly so, <laughs> but I, it was, it was you know, very much up front, a bit of an experiment to see, hey, let's we've got a whole local kind of community that doesn't play with star players. They are a thing. Let's throw them on the, the table and see what happens. Um, and let's just mix up the format a bit and see if people are interested, uh, see if it works and, and go from there. So I suppose that was kind of the, the idea from our side of the fence. Mm-hmm. With, I, th- I mean, it was an unknown, right? I know about you, but I was a little bit nervous around. Is anybody going to think this is a good idea and actually come along? Spoiler alert. They did come. We're not sure if they thought it was a good idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're still not sure it was a good idea. Uh, I think I think for one, one thing I will mention is that I think the name that we chose, although I thought appropriate did lead some people to believe that this was more of a uh, rookie day for for rookie coaches. Teach you how to play Blood Bowl Day. That was not the case. That was not the case. I mean, we made it clear in in the players' pack what this was all about. Uh, But I even had someone rock up on the day and say, oh, what made made you do a noob-friendly tournament? I mean, A, all our tournaments are noob-friendly. But B, that wasn't the purpose here. The real yeah. purpose was so that we didn't have to start printing dice with Thoughtless Bowl 27 sometime <laughs> next year because there's only so many numbers. Yeah, we're going to have to come up dice. with some other names, right? Yeah. And, you know, the idea was if this works, then maybe there'll be a training day too. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we had... Quite a few people. We had 20 lists submitted. Of those, we had two, two not turn up on the day, let's say. So one, one dropout, one wasn't sure he could make it anyway. So yeah, ended up an 18-player tournament, which is still pretty good numbers. Pretty happy with that. And it's such a comfortable number for the venue too. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't feel crowded it doesn't feel like there's no one in there it's actually a really nice kind of it just it seems correct yeah there's that sweet sweet spot uh so with these teams do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of what we yeah so let's let's have a quick bounce through teams so clarify out the way we did that was on keyword so instead of having you know your norse team because we used the the regional keywords badland brawl Elven Kingdoms League, the Masters of Undeath, those those kind of keywords. So 
to build a team you could use players or linemen from any team with that shared keyword plus a staff player that was available to them. Yeah. So that was kind of the idea. So when we bounced through the teams that people took, there were a pretty good mix, um, a couple of notable absences, but we had three from Badlands Brawl, or Orcs and Goblins, uh, two Elven Kingdoms, uh, two Chaos Undivided, two Corn, and the rest of the Chaos Gods were sadly neglected. Uh, There's not really teams for two of those gods yet, though. No, they really need to fix that. Yeah. They're apparently, uh, side note, they did the, the Warhammer, whatever it was, yeah. a couple of days ago where they announced to absolutely nobody's surprise that 10th Ed 40K was coming and Lionel Johnson was back. Um, but one of those comments on their Instagram page was that there will be some Bloodborne news soon. Here's hoping. It's about bloody time. It's been about six months since we saw the last team. It's been 84 years. Um, so there was a Halfling Thimble Cup, of which Halflings is the only viable team for. Uh, there was one Lustrian Super League, which made me change my roster. <laughs> There were two Underworld Challenge and there were seven Old World Classic rosters submitted. Old World Classic, that was the the favoured one, wasn't it? And to be fair, that was also the one with the most options. Yeah, yeah, that's fair too. What about the big guys? So, who did we have? Um... Look, and actually a real spread. So there was uh, a Grack and Crumbleberry, mm-hmm. maybe playing with some halflings. There was one Ripper Bolgrot. There was one Black Gobbo. There were two Varag Gulchewers, uh, an Eldral Sidewinder, a Glorial Summerbloom, a Glart Smash Rip, three Grashnak Blackhoofs. Yep, that's uh, fair. Yeah. That's probably the one I would have built a team around. A Skylar mm-hmm. and a Fenindigum. Um Two, what? I don't know, what's his last name? And Finning, I don't oh, care. Yeah, just say Skylar. Skylar. Uh, two Cindy Pie Whistles. Yep, yeah. that's fair. Uh, a Calavon Kill. Mm-hmm. A Mighty Zug. Yep. A Glottal Stop. Two Ivar Eriksons mm-hmm. and a Thorson Stoutmead. Is that the lot? I think that's the lot. Thorson was a surprise for me. The real thing I was struggling with, Rip is mm-hmm. such a new star player. I mean, he he's is. an old star player, but they've only released rules for him for Recently. this edition yep. in the last Almanac. I would have sworn he would be one of the megastars. I mean, I, yeah, look, I'm surprised they didn't put him straight in there, but I think it's the fact that they haven't yep. just put him straight in. Um, also, there's probably a piece there around what teams he can go with. Yeah. I don't know. Nah. Rip, Rip is a big one. Troll with no negatrodes. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, really big. So, we what we had some, some double ups with Varag and Cindy. We had uh, Grashnak and mm-hmm. we had Ivar Eriksson. And the rest were kind of, uh, you know, singles. 
across, which is which is pretty good. I'm glad you know it wasn't ten griffs and ten hack flams. Yeah, which it very well could have been if we hadn't have excluded those mega stars. Which was the whole point. We didn't want to stop people playing the the star player they wanted to play, but we wanted to make your games a bit more varied with your opponents. So, and I think that worked. Yeah. Um, and I think the other good thing here is even with, you know, seven old world classically um, teams, they had a mix of players in them. Mm-hmm. So they weren't all the same team and they, um, a lot of them had different star players. So there was a real kind of even playing the same team, you got a different flavor. Yep. There was uh, a couple of things couple of things that we probably should mention that were sort of missed a bit, I think. I think mm-hmm. a couple of people forgot that the star players have their spe- own special rules. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, Gertzi in particular didn't realise that his elven star player had a special ability until the final game. Oh, God. He says, go and look at... Because what? Gertzi was running Eldral. Yep. Yeah. Okay. From memory, I don't think Eldrils is is overly. I'll tell you in two seconds. Once per game, Eldril may re-roll a failed agility test when attempting to use hypnotic gaze. Yeah, nah, so it's not not a big one, but still, uh, I think you know there was a lot of a lot of the players that we had turn up are very much sevens players. And yeah, so, we, this is literally the, the new thing that we've dumped on them, right? Yeah. Get your head around star players and the fact that they've all got a special thing that they do, not necessarily immediately obvious unless you actually read their entries. Yeah. There are a couple of questions on the day of, you know, what sort of shits and giggles are we expecting today uh, in relation to uh, Thoughtless Bowl 3, which we did, which was all shits and giggles, uh, but... The star players were enough, we felt. <laughs> there were no extra match rules or anything like that. No, and even to the point that people, a couple of people sort of going into it were like, oh, but what about skills and things? And we're like, all right, let's just let's just run this one a little bit vanilla. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got enough. We've put a cherry on top. You've got yourself a star player. Um, let's just see how it plays out. The whole point was that these people that the star player was teaching are skillless. They are the rookies of the rookie. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's, shall we get into some results? Let's let's get into results. All right. So I'm just going to go through by by round. We had four rounds and I'll go through by teams and we can go into who played what and and everything after that. But round one, on table one, we had an old world classic team defeating Favoured of Corn 1-0. Table 2, Favoured of Chaos Drew with Old World Classic 1-all. Table 3, Elven Kingdoms Drew with Halfling Thimble Cup 1-all. Table 4, Old World Classic Drew with Favoured of Chaos 1-all. Table 5, Badlands Brawl defeated Underworld Challenge 1-0. Table 6, Old World Classic, defeated Underworld Challenge 2-1. Table 7, Badlands Brawl, mirror match, drew one all. So Badlands Brawl and Badlands Brawl. And Table 8, Elven Kingdoms, d- 
defeated Old World Classic 2-1 and Table 9 Old World Classic and Lustrian Super League drew to all. So we've got quite a few draws. And that so was... So many. See, I think par for the course with, you know, rookie teams, so to speak. Yeah. And we'll come, we'll circle back to this later in the episode because mm. I think that is a, uh, you know, a theme for the day. Maybe, maybe a learning. We'll see. Um, oh, I forgot that game was only 1 0. <laughs> so that was you against Badlands Brawl. So you were playing Underworld Challenge. What you, you want to give a rundown? Yeah, let, let's, let's do a quick stop. So originally I had put together a roster, a Lustrian Super League roster that I thought was going to be just everything that you needed in a sevens team and more, right? So Lustrian Super League, you can put in Amazon Lime Women, Happy Days, Mm -hmm. just Lime Women, good, human stat, bit shit armor, but dodge, Happy Days. Um, You need something to kind of take a hit, and the Slime Lineman is a good option because he's basically a human, he's got decent armor, I think he's an armor nine piece, Happy Days, not a problem, he's there to get hit. Skinks do skinks. Like, stunty dodge move eight, please. That is score fest. But what that team severely lacks is some punch, and thankfully, Lustria gets glottal stop. So they get the big crocodile, a strength six player, with Mm -hmm. animal savagery that once per game you can take out on an opposing player. So effectively Um, punching two people, most likely. And in the one game I played with them to to see if this worked, he took that failed animal savagery out on Grashnak and oh. murdered him. <laughs> uh, it was the best. Okay, um, yep. So either way, that was it. Someone submitted that exact roster, maybe with some suggestions from me to say this was actually a wonderful thing and they believed me and they submitted that exact roster and I didn't want to run the same roster as somebody else. So I did a little bit of a backflip and found something more fun. So, Underworld's you're Challenge. The Gumby. You're the Gumby entry. I know. Just there, if there's an odd number, you're not there to win. I know. But you're I'm, there to be there, silly. If I'm there to play four games, I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. Um, and seeing how many times you can score with skinks is fun. Um, let's put it out there. But <laughs> you know what's also fun? This, this roster actually was fun, and I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. So for my linemen, I took three Skaven clan rats. Mm-hmm. And let's be clear, Skaven are good just as a standard, like, edge three, move seven, you lose a point of armor on a human lineman, but you get a point of movement. Yes, please. Um three, one, two, three, four goblins, mm-hmm. never bad, and three snotlings. Now, this was a bit of a dilemma. So eight players? So, uh, so we got, no. Three. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Maths is good. I, I had, with my star player, I had a full 11-man roster. Jesus, all right, yep. Um, and the really sad bit about that, right, is I only had three snotlings, and you can only swarm as many as you have on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get – so if I had two on the pitch, I only had one to bring on, yep. and I couldn't quite get the extra person on the pitch, which was a little bit sad. Either way, that was the worst of it. And then the Black Gobbo. 
as my star player and a desperate measure in there. So I had 11 players. I had a full 11-man roster, a desperate measure. Um, and I made sure some of them were not LinkedIn goblins, but sure. And the Black Gobbo, who, for the bargain basement price of 225k, is a goblin with armor 9. Yeah. Uh, a a three-pass pass with disturbing presence, which I forgot every single game. Um <laughs> Three plus loner, who cares? Dodge, sidestep, sneaky git, stab, and bombardier. And he misses out. He's got bombardier as well. And he does not have secret weapon. I was I was trying to work out like how much is he? Two hundred and two twenty-five. That's phenomenally so expensive. Good. Yeah, but he's a Armour yes. 9 Goblin with everything and his special little star player rule. If your team includes the Black Gobbo, you can commit two foul actions per turn as long as he does one of them. Yep. So, oh my God, he is batshit amazing. Sign me the fuck up. Um, things I learned on the day. So, my game one rocks up. Me, this roster, what you see in front of you, it's glorious. I still hadn't, hadn't tried it. This was going to be the first game I'd played with it, but in my head it seemed like fun, and it was just going to be like, how many times can we commit fouls? Marcus and the other table, Badlands Brawls, basically Orcs and Varag. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad solid. roster. It's that very is, solid. I mean... Straight up orcs, armor 10, uh, and the thing with sevens, and this is probably, this was a learning for me for the day, right, is that if I think about all the time I played Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl 2, right through up until now, armor value is probably the stat that I've ignored the most. If you get an armor value stat increase, no, I'm not taking that. I will take literally anything else. But, oh my God, armor 10... Armor, armor 10, 10 is such an upgrade from Armor 9. When you've only got seven guys on the pitch, you just, they stay on the pitch. You win the numbers game so much. And I think this was the this was the moment it clicked. And then Varag, you know, a strength five, no negatrait, just beast of a dude. Whew. Um... <laughs> Mildly terrifying. Anyway, that motherfucker died to a fouling from a black gobbo. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was um, theme of the day, right, is that when all you're dealing with is linemen uh, actually handling the ball, pretty tricky. Um, So I went down 1-0. And it was so close on so many times. Like, and probably the piece I really enjoyed about the day, skipping ahead, was just how much every single game felt like everyone had something in it, like there was a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the good thing about so many draws. But yeah, it, like moral victory, I fouled Varag to death. Um, but I actually lost the game 1-0, which was a little bit sad because it was close. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God, imagine what would have happened if you had one. Uh, moving on. 
round two. So, favourite of corn on table one, defeated Old World Classic 1-0. Table two, this was your table, Underworld's Challenge off. So, Underworld's Challenge, I'm guessing that's yourself. Two, yes. defeated the other Underworld's Challenge nil. Yeah. Table three, Badlands Brawl 2, Halfling Thimble Cup 1. Table four, Favourite of Chaos, Defeated Elven Kingdoms 2-1. Table 5, Old World Classic and Favourite of Chaos in a one-all draw. Table 6, Old World Classic, defeated Badlands Brawl 1-0. Table 7, Old World Classic drew with Elven Kingdoms 1-all. Table 8, Old World Classic 2, Lustrian Super League 0. And then Table 9, Badlands Brawl, defeated another Old World Classic 1-0. So still mostly close games, except mm-hmm. for those sneaky two nils. Um, yeah, Only two tires this round out of the nine games. No, but like Which a low. Good. And and look, you don't expect huge scores in no. sevens. Like you know, two two is a you know pretty pretty busy game. Four is bullshit. Um, <laughs> but yes. look, uh, yeah. So my game that one was against Craig who basically ran Skaven Lineman and Glantz Smash Rope. And there was, look, there was two things that went well for me that game. One is Craig's uh, desire to go near the sideline. <laughs> oh, no. Um, he did message me the night before saying, you need to remember how to play this game. Yeah, and look, we we, we talked about that, um, and we, we did go through, but he did it once, and I showed him, and then he, he may have done it another couple of times. <laughs> you showed him each time? And look, at some stage, I figured the penny would drop. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but the other thing that really kind of made this game was Craig's dice. And his inability to roll them when he needed to, so it was just, it was one of those things that he, could, you know, he wasn't getting through goblin armor. He wasn't, you know, little snotlings were just, you know, he was getting pushes and dodge stars, and they were just sidestepping to be in more irritating places. <laughs> um, there was there was a stage there when um, Glart grabbed the ball. Mm-hmm. That was terrifying. And Glart, surrounded by other little rats, started legging it up the pitch. But uh, unfortunately, somebody had, had got themselves a, a little bit of a, a, a freebie out of a roll-off somewhere along the line, and all of a sudden, Glart was a frog. Oh, you got the wizard. I got the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> And Glad being a frog. I might have frogged him. What's what's Glad's strength? He's only a four. Even so, that's like a, a it was one worth in it. three chance. It was of, absolutely it worth it. And I rolled the five and it was the best thing in the world. And then I stepped on him. Um <laughs> no, I felt terrible, but all the most it was the best thing in the world. Um yeah, it it, it was a double edged sword. Uh but Honestly, there, there was not much that Craig could have done the way that his dice decided to show up to that game. Mm. I feel like he might have he might have borrowed him off Lay at one point. Um. <laughs> All right, 
moving on. Round three, table one, we had favourite of corn and favourite of chaos in a nil-all draw. Table two, Underworld's Challenge. Mr. Gumby opposite me, defeating Old World Classic 2-1. Table three, Old World Classic 1, defeating Old World Classic 0. Table four, Underworld Challenge 1, defeating Old World Classic 0. Table five, Luster in Super League 1, to Elven Kingdoms 0. Table six, Old World Classic and Badlands Brawl, nil all. Table seven, Favourite of Chaos 2 to Elven Kingdoms, zero. That's kind of should be the other way around, yeah. shouldn't it? Table eight, Badlands Brawl and Halfling Thimble Cup drew one all. And then table nine, Badlands Brawl and Old World Classic drew one all. So you were up against Ant this round. I was. What a cracker of a game. And uh, this was one of the few games I actually remembered, Desperate Measures. There's, and I only really remembered them because Ant made a point when we started like going, oh, I need to remember to roll my Desperate Measure. And I checked my roster and I went, ooh, I have one of those too. <laughs> I should do that. Anyhow, so we did. Get a wizard. <sighs> um, no, I did, I did one better. Uh, and so Ant rolled the banana peel mm-hmm. and I rolled the razzle dazzle. <sighs> See, they both are, of those are good. Both of those are so good. Um, so it, yeah, it, and it's always a, a tight and it's always a great game with Ant. Um, he, and the other half of this, right, is he had Cindy. Mm-hmm. So he had Cindy pie whistle, lobbing pies. Little exploding pies, and I and had the black, black gobbo lobbing, lobbing <laughs> stuff back. So we were just in a bomb off over there too. Um, Cindy, apparently, the game before, she she'd gone into her own and done wonderful things, and she just you know she was she was out of self raising flower or something in ours. I think she was tired. Um, yeah, that little little halfling arm was a little bit a little bit cooked. Um, this legitimately came down to the last turn of the game. And I, so we're sitting at one all. Mm-hmm. I have the ball. Ant plays a very solid defense. He basically blocks off, you know, three quarters of the board. You know, and I, I, it's doable, but I have to get a rat or, you know, throw some dodges and do some stuff, right? And then I remembered I have me a razzle dazzle. <laughs> and so I just went around. And in the last turn of the game, I went 14 squares without a dodge <laughs> oh, no. and scored. As you do. Yeah. Movement seven. It's a good thing. When you can do it twice, even better. Oh, good Lord. That's the whole pitch, basically. <laughs> really is, isn't it? <laughs> it was nowhere that was safe. It's like um, six squares, six squares, Yeah, six and squares. I was, you know, yeah. somewhere, somewhere in that middle zone. Just going, right, I can go anywhere. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Round four, final round. Now, I loved how close this, this whole. Oh my God. Let's, yes. Reset was. here. Yes. Because I think you made a point 
uh, before you drew this round to say that there were, what, 12 people who were eligible, depending on game results? Yeah, depending on game results. And, and of course, that took into account the fact that, like, player 12 needed all 11 players above him to get nothing for that round, uh, which is never going to happen. But, like, it was really close. It was closer than than a lot of our tournaments have been. Same sort of scoring, so all down by points. 20 points for a win, 10 for a draw, none for a loss. Touchdowns, you get one per touchdown up to a maximum of three. One per casualty up to a maximum of three. And then one for perfect defense. So if your opponent scores nothing, you get an extra one. And an extra one for getting your score sheets in on time, uh, which happened most of the day. Uh, so that's that. That's 20, 23, 26, 27, 28 possible points per round. And to be at round four, we had, uh, I don't think there was anyone undefeated at this point. No. Just a quick check. No, no one undefeated. And so, so many people in with a chance. And let's have a listen to these results, shall we? <laughs> so, round four, obviously, you know, you've got your top two playing off against each other, all that going down and down and down. Table one, Old World Classic against Old World Classic. Nil, all draw. Table two, favourite of Corn and Elven Kingdoms. One, all draw. So many people just jumped off a podium. Table three, Old World Classic defeated Elven Kingdoms 2-0. Table four, Halfling Thimble Cup defeated Underworld's Challenge 2-0. Table five, Lustrian Super League defeated Favourite of Chaos 4-0. I told you the skinks were good. <laughs> Table 6, Badlands Brawl defeated Favour of Chaos 2-0. Table 7, Badlands Brawl and Old World Classic 1-all. Table 8, Underworld's Challenge and Badlands Brawl. Nil all. That was your game. Table 9, Old World Classic and Old World Classic 1-all. So we had, of the 9 games, we had 3 wins. So everybody, I think that shows that everybody was really close and really well matched in their uh, in their games there. Yeah. Yeah, skinks aside. Um, skinks aside, and, yes. And that, that, <laughs> that's know, a that's a star of a game that one. That is that 27 points he got for that that game. So 20 for the win, uh 3 for the touchdowns, two casualties, one perfect defense and score sheet in on time. One more casualty would have been a perfect round. That is everything that you want in a game of Blood Bowl. Apparently, though, it did make up for a game earlier in the day where it turns out that a lot of dwarves have tackle and a lot of teams that have a lot of dodge don't enjoy <laughs> a lot of tackle. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yes, tackle, um, tackle is a thing. There is a reason that one of my updated Blood Bowl 3 teams has block and tackle on everybody. <laughs> Tackle is a real thing. But yeah, so you had a nil all draw. And it was, that game again could have gone either way. So I was playing Kingsley 
who mm-hmm. has only picked up the game for this season of of uh, our our regular Monday night blood bowl. And not only that, submitted his roster at like midnight the night before. Yeah, so we were talking about it because he, he messaged us at about 10 p.m. and said, um, he was telling me, <laughs> he, he had this conversation with, uh, you know, at, at home the other the other week and he just got shut down. Apparently they had things on and they were going to do things. And then at, at like 10 o'clock, they're like, oh, so what time are you leaving tomorrow? <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, well, weren't you going to the, the, the nerd thing? And at that point in time, he messaged and went, oh, can I still make it? Because it turns out I have permission. I don't know how that happened, but let's let's get on board. Um, so we were discussing teams at, you know, close to midnight. He printed his roster at like 1 a.m. Um, so it was, it was very much a late entry. It was... Basically, got uh, you know, orcs and barag again. Yep, very so simple. It it very, does what it says on the tin. Yes, very easy, very um, efficient, reliable. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, and this was a game where I also forgot the desperate measure, but <laughs> it's just it, it was a, a game that could have gone either way, but for both of us. The, the moments to capitalise is when the dice just said no. Uh, Kingsley legitimately failed to go for it into the end zone. He hit the triple wire and went down. Um, yeah, it's a five and six chance of falling over then, yeah. isn't it? Um, so that, that was a legitimate thing. There are a couple of times I had to capitalise and stuff where I needed to do things and they just – that was the time that failed. Um, so – yeah, I, I could have easily have lost that. I could have easily have won it, but it was one of those games that was literally up until, you know, again, the last turn, either one of us could have nabbed a ball and done something stupid and it would have worked. Um, if the dice had done the right thing, one of us could have could have snuck out a win. So it was it was savage. And, you know, Armour 10, I just could not clear any, or I was just hoping to be able to foul the hell out of some orcs um, and get a couple off the pitch and then have numbers. And he can run around then. All of a sudden, it's not so bad. Even, you know, four assists, two fouls later, and Varag's still standing on the bloody pitch. You couldn't kill him this game. Could not kill, and don't think I did not try because I tried. (laughs) (laughs) I literally because you can put two fouls in because I can do one, and as long as the other foul is the black gobble, I can do it. And it doesn't say that it has to be against different targets. So I put that bitch down. I surrounded him, and two people kicked him, and he still stayed on the pitch. Um, I think you know from that, I did that at least twice, and I only stunned him on both occasions. Um, useful, but not what I wanted. No, um, no, you don't want that bastard off the pitch. But yeah, it was just as a super close game. Uh, it it was good fun. It, everyone it was a nail biter to the end. It was just didn't didn't do what it needed to do, and that was that was the game where the Black Gobbo up until then had done a lot of fun things with bombs, um, and he did a lot of really fun things just being irritating with dodge and sidestep and armor nine. So he just stayed there. He tried to shank an orc who was standing next to him. He tried to foul here and there, 
but otherwise he just tagged ball carriers and orcs that were going to be irritating and just stood there and <laughs> it's kind of great. And a three-plus pass means you can chuck a ball. Were you – did you have an actual Black Gobbo model or were you just yes. using something? Because that model is I, awesome. It's not. So I don't have the, the Forge World one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got something else? But Brute Farm did one a while ago and it is uh, this amazing hooded goblin critter holding a dynamite stick licking a knife. Um <laughs> So, yeah, he was my – because I changed my roster at kind of the 11th hour so I didn't double up, um, yeah, that was a last minute. Holy shit, I've got to get some paint on this guy. So we did some rushing, but he, he, showed, he turned up okay, actually. It was good fun. He's one of the – like Forge World in general, I'm not overly keen on a lot of their models. They just seem a bit silly. Like the Forge World Rat Ogre, for example, is one of the – most goddamn ugliest things I've ever seen. Goofy, yeah. But the Black Gobbo model is the official one. Is one of the better ones. Yeah, one of the nice. best looking star players overall. I think. I don't I don't necessarily love the paint scheme. I think that loses something because he looks a little bit shiny. That's Every everything is a with... corner, but the Fortwell paint schemes are generally a bit pants. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. Speaking of paint schemes. Mm-hmm. We ran just the standard, stock standard awards for this tournament. Mm-hmm. So uh, third, second, first, best opponent and best painted. So getting into some of these results now. Uh, third for best painted was Lee's Favoured of Chaos with 18 votes. Yeah. Or 18 points. points I'm reasonably votes. sure. They're, 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 well, they're votes, but it's kind of the highest of the votes because there was yeah. waiting. Um, I'm reasonably sure because Lee is running, uh, or he had some some chaos already painted up. Mm-hmm. And so part of his logic around building his team was, how little do I need to paint? Um, and I'm pretty sure he, he added a couple well. of basements. But yeah, he does such a good job. And Lee is an institution in, you know, G-dub tournaments across mm-hmm. the board, 40K since 1962, you know, that kind of thing. So the guy knows how to pump out an army, let alone just a Blood Bowl team, and not only, you know, make it look nice, but make it look like it grabs your attention from across the room. He does enough to it that you're like, oh, look, there's some a couple of interesting little tidbits in here. Mm-hmm. So even stuff that he rushes out because we all leave painting to the last minute. It just he has a real knack of just doing stuff that draws attention. The I mean I mean that's obvious from the number of votes. Uh I mean just I mean quick skim down the, the votes. It was pretty solid. The top three there's ten points between third place and fourth place. Yep. Ten votes. So like these three they were always going to be top three. Uh, but yeah, Lee's were phenomenal. Uh, second place, 27 points. Damien. Damien had, were they, they were mostly Norse, weren't they? It was mostly Norse. It was an old world classic list. He's the one that had Thorson. Mm-hmm. 
um, but he also had his uh, display board set up mm -hmm. um, where he had like it was like a bit of a leather-bound tome situation with a stubby on top and yeah, the whole the team sitting on top of this kind of thing. He had a he'd written out like a themed list where it had you know, his drinking pals and they were the linesmen and, you know, this kind of stuff, which was fun. Um, yeah, just a lot of effort into just doing the, the little things to give it some flavour, which was really nice. Those little things tend to be the things that push people, though. So like much. When you're voting for for something, for a Best Painted Award, I mean, you know, John's bloody halfling pot in yeah. the, the first Thoughtless Bowl that we ran. I mean, those things, like, when they're done well, yeah. like, don't just tack them on but when they're done well they just add heaps well, i mean you're looking at you know in this instance like 20 odd teams and a lot of them were painted nicely so mm. how do you how do you what what splits the difference some some little clever added extras every day of the week speaking of added extras <laughs> first place 32 points, so just pipping Damien. It pretty much came down to the last uh, two people's votes, basically. And unfortunately, one of those two people was Damien himself, so he couldn't vote for himself. <laughs> um, but pipping him with 32 points was Yelf. It was a boat. And he had a boat. Yeah. Damien had a display. Yelf had a boat. And that so boat was pretty... It was nice. So, again, mainly Norse roster, old world cleric, uh, classic. He had Ivar Eriksson, um, I'm pretty sure. But he had – so Yelv also plays Saga as a historical game. He plays Vikings in Saga. He has this boat. He apparently uses it for terrain and stuff in, in the game there as well. But it's this really pretty, you know, fully painted and decked out, you know, sort of sails and everything. Viking longboat, little shields along the side, little oars and whatnot, and his team was sitting in a bloody boat, and it was glorious. Uh, and you can't ignore the fact that somebody put a bloody boat on the table. No. Um, we're still not one, sure whether it floats. One of the votes actually said boat. <laughs> well, because... Disappointingly, not disappointingly, and we shouldn't be surprised, and we should actually think about this for future tournaments. But people aren't great at leaving their name next to their their. No, <laughs> I had to do a lot of interpretation with so, some of these votes. And you know, with with only eighteen players, it's kind of okay. We know who's brought what, and we know who's got what teams and what they look like, and all that jazz. So when you get a thing, uh, a little voting slip, and it says. Um, you know, the orange chaos team or the boat, you know whose it is. But, and so I, I fully expect the number of those just said the boat team. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Mark who gave me a um, voting slip which had Yelv first, second and third. <laughs> He's like, I don't care if I'm disqualified, it's good enough. <laughs> To get all three votes, I didn't give him all the votes for that. He gets one, but you know, yeah, I gave him the top one, but yeah. So well done to Yelv taking out best painted. Uh, second pretty. award, yeah, very pretty. Second award, and probably the most important one, is the best opponent. Because let's face it, yeah, it's too easy to be a dick these days. So let's uh, 
well, let's have some fun, people. It's a fun game. We're running fun tournaments. Uh, the more votes or the more spread I see, which I did see huge spread on this one, like so many votes for lots and lots and lots of different people. In fact, there are only a couple of people that didn't get any votes for best opponent. You were one of those. I'm not really surprised. I was a bit yeah. of a dick. You are a dick. Um, but yeah, look, this is this is what I want to see. I want to see lots and lots of votes for best opponent. I want to see a varied... I don't want to see somebody run away with 10 votes like last tournament. But I mean, <laughs> that, you can that only, was just you me counting spend, wrong. You can only spend so much time on your knees, guys. Come on. <laughs> But yeah, no, such a such a nice variety of votes there, which says a lot about the the quality of our players, which I'm really really fond of. So we had two people tied on two votes each. Uh, the way that we've always done placings for best opponent is whoever comes lower on the list, as far as placings go gets the tiebreaker because as I said on the day it's harder to be nice if you're losing every single game so two people Lee and Mark uh, Hannah both ended up on two votes Mark taking third place simply because of where he ended up on the uh, scoreboard and then two people on three votes so uh, three of the four opponents for these people voted them best on the day which is huge yeah uh phil and anthony and anthony and took it out because of the where he ended overall up overall placings yeah. he ended up lower so he gets he gets a better That's opponent exactly it, so. which is bloody glorious um you know the, the fact that a it was so close but b you know the fact that out of Four opponents, three of them went, this is legitimately the best game I've had today. Mm-hmm. Um, or this person has gone out of their way to make me have fun or, you know, to try and, you know, help me have fun, um, which is what it's all about. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've played both. I've played Ant on the day. Um, I've played Phil a bunch of times before. And you know, there are so many people there that could have taken all that. Yeah. And, look, I I know Phil from the tournaments, but, being as you're always the numbers guy, I'm always running them. I've, I don't think I've, no, I'm pretty sure I've never played Phil, but nice guy. But Ant, I have played, and yeah, every single game against him is just always a pleasure. So, um, yeah, kudos to both of those guys, kudos to everybody for who got a vote, which is basically everyone except me, pretty much. Go, you people. <laughs> So getting into the placing, so we will go backwards. Now, this is out of a grand total of 112 possible points. 112. So 18th place, playing Elven Kingdoms. Gertzi with 20 points. Out of, and out of a possible how many? 112. Okay, good. Yeah, just, just, just want to clarify. All right, cool. Uh, 17th place with 28 points. Craig with Underworld's Challenge. 16th place, 34 points, Mark Hanna on Old World Classic. Uh, 15th place, 40 points, Moose with Badlands Brawl. 
14th place, 41 points, Lee, with a favourite of Chaos Undivided. And more skulls than you think you can roll. Yes. 13th place, the best painted Yelv with 41 points as well. He came above Lee basically on add touchdown differential. You see a tiebreaker there. 12th place, 52 points. Uh, Val with Elven Kingdoms. Uh, narrowly beaten on 11th place. A Ant with 52 points. And again, a better t- touchdown differential. 10th place, Ian, 53 points. 9th place, Dylan, 54 points. Where it gets really, like, really tight around here. Uh, so 8th place, Damien, 62 points. 7th place, Phil, also on 62 points. But just one better touchdown. Uh, 6th place, Tim, 63 points. So 8th place. 62, 7th place, 62, 6th place, 63, 5th place, 64 points. Luke with Favourite of Chaos. And then the top four. 4th place. Losing out on 3rd place by simple touchdown differential. 65 points. How do you feel? I'm so bloody close. (laughs) You're not supposed to come third if you're filling numbers. I mean, you're not supposed to outwardly try and lose games either. No. And that was that was actually the dilemma when I realized that going into this last round, I was doing a little bit better than I had planned. Um and I went, shit, well I can't I can't lose the game because that skews the results as well. So I guess we just play it and see what happens. Yes. And you know, you're probably the best result in the grand scheme of things, but oh, I was close. Yeah, it was it was very close. Uh, so, third place, Will, again with 65 points, playing Lustrian Super League, your other team. That would have been so good too. <laughs> Second place, the last-minute entry, Kingsley with Badlands Brawl, 66 points. So... Just as a point of reference, between eighth place and second place was four points. That is that is tight. That is tighter than I think we've ever seen. Yeah. It was just awesome, awesome result. Everyone, like, if you came top eight in this you, tournament, you, you could have come much, second. You podium. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, first place. Didn't. You didn't. Who who came first with 88 points out of a possible 112? 88 is a big jump too. It is. 22 points above second was Marcus playing his Badlands Brawl. So I think you said before Marcus was playing um, Varag. Varag and Orcs. Yep, as was Kingsley. So first Varag and second. Yep. Very, very similar rosters. Yeah, great. So we just banned Varag for the next one and we're good. Yeah, done. Um, that was that was the day. What are your thoughts? How do you feel it went? It was it was fun. I a few things. Firstly, I we actually got a better turnout than I expected. Um, particularly yeah. sort of, I think we had a lot of people sort of sign up in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the numbers jumped up considerably, jumped, which it. was which was glorious and super appreciated. But it was just probably one of those ones where it was like, 
oh, maybe maybe we've you know haven't either we haven't advertised it or it's not quite clear what the the idea is or people aren't a hundred percent on board or and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of people showed up and it was the best. Yeah. Um, so that was that was super cool. I think the other piece, um, for me was the star players and they were very obviously the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was the point. The whole point, right? Um, and I think the results that we saw really are show how much not having any skills, um, what it does to a team. So apart from your star player, all of a sudden, no bastard can do stuff. And the amount of draws, the amount of low scores, the amount of really close games really spoke to teams that just really struggled to do the basics, which again, leans into the idea, is it maybe the best thing for it? Uh, look, open question. I like, I look, you know, I mean, by all means, um, comment, give, mm. uh, send us a message, jump into Discord, have a chat with us about this. Um, but points-wise, having it so close, that was a big thing for me. Yeah. That, you know, showed me that that literally almost anyone could have walked away, you know, second and third. Marcus definitely earned his absolutely first place. But, yeah, even he drew a game in uh, round three, so. Yeah, it was, it was super tight. And all the games, look, the good thing about it is all the games felt tight. Mm-hmm. Um, they felt like you were in them. You know, there was probably that one 4-0 that happened that it wasn't like that. But I think the rest of them. That was, it, the, that was the standout. Anomaly. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody else scored more than two the nope. whole day. So, no, I think fundamentally it worked. I think seeing the spread of teams, I think, you know, very clearly the teams that had the most options got the most players that makes sense but even then having a spread of star players was super cool it would be interesting to run it again with players having done it once and having mm-hmm. maybe you know some learnings and stuff to see if we started seeing a little bit more of a clustering of what kinds of star players what kinds of teams that kind of thing i don't know yep. might change a little bit i was intrigued too by the fact that we had what was it seven old world classics yes and top placing of those was Tim in sixth. Yeah. So, and look, I was surprised in that Old World Classic gets you your Norse, so you've got block, your Dwarves, so you've got block tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the Human Lineman, Standard Armor Nine, great. Halflings are there, Noblars are there. Like, there's such a mix of players. On paper, they look good. Yep. There's no Varag, though. So. No, I mean, straight up, a strength five, no neg trait, beast does a thing. And I think, look, there's probably a point there around putting. I think he took the place of the Croxagore, the Minotaur, the Ogre in the list. Yep. But he's, he's reliable. And he's got decent agility too. He's a, he's a decent star and he always has been. Uh, any other thoughts from the day? How many times did you see the nope dice roll 
<laughs> how many times did you see it work? Oh my god, those I feel like they can no. Um they were Everyone fine. on the day got a nope dice, which was completely blank apart from one side that says nope. And it's a those, two plus dice. Yeah, there we go. So for everyone going, what the fuck do you use that dice for? So you need to roll a two plus. It's a go for it. It's a bonehead. It's an animal savagery. It's a you know, any of those two plus rolls. Everything's works except for the nope. Uh, and I think they're super fun. I think the inherent, I won't say problem, it's not a problem, but it feels like the nope comes up because you remember the nope. Also, it's a little bit weird when rolling a blank is a good thing. All of a sudden, shooting blanks not so bad. To be honest, wouldn't be such a bad thing. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I think it's like the you know, there was some similar feedback, tongue in cheek, to the uh, thoughtless sevens dice that we did for the league, mm-hmm. um, where it's like well, it feels like I'm rolling the wrong thing, but there's so much fun. They just it hurts my soul because it feels. It, I'm sure they don't, and they don't. I've rolled a lot of them. If everyone except Craig, who rolled 13 <laughs> blanks before the day started, and then proceeded to nope his weight of you know losses, um, they were all pretty average. Like it was actually you know over the course really good, but it just feels like they taunt you. Um, we had a lot of interest in those dice. A lot of people keen. One person even saying, can you make this in a lot more colours because I'll take them all. Yeah. And, yeah, no, they were they were a big hit on the day. Yeah, no, I, I do like our dice. I do like dice. And I think that was fun. I think having dice that are a little bit different, like not only just a different colour or a different design, but a different function is nice because we've all got a shit ton of dice and that's great, but... How many of you have a nope dice? Yeah. 18. I dig it. I dig it. Well, potentially more. So uh, slightly more now. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got one. So it's 19. Clinton did pay for his ticket, so he will get one. Yeah. Even though he, he couldn't make it. We have more than 18 in stock. So it turns out that you too could own your very own nope dice. Yeah, that's a very good lead on. So the website, thoughtlesscasualgaming.com, uh, not only has a little bit of a merch area, so you can get the nope dice, you can get the training die dice if you like. Uh, the official TCG 7s mats are officially sold out now. Out of stock. But uh, there are other things, other dice, other bits and pieces. We've still got some of those amazing block dice, which are like my favourite block dice in the world. We do, until we do another set. Oh, I don't know. I have to work these ones, these ones glow in the dark. They're just awesome. Anyway, there's a merch section. But more importantly, we do have a winner's section as well. So absolutely every winner placing award from all our tournaments that we've ever run and the leagues that we've done are up on the website as well. So if you have been good enough to place or get an award in one of our tournaments, your name is up there. Good on you. Well done. Um, 
Random other last minute thoughts around the actual day. Look, honestly, I, I don't know. You did all the work, but I feel like they're easy to run and it's glorious. You've got a venue. We've got everything pretty much set up. You show up on the day. You, you get some scores. You bang them in. Like it's, it's really nice to be able to run something like that and not, you know, it not be hard work. It did be work. Really, well, yeah. I mean, I was exhausted by the end of it. and then I, I slept really well with, too. Oh, I had to go out for drinks with the uh, with the boss afterwards. But anyway, um, it's not hard work. And, look, you know, kudos and thanks again to Rich at Throw the Dice for, for letting us put these on. Uh, but, you know, thanks to everyone that rocks up because you guys make it easy. Like, I just sit there at the end of each round, stick a few things in, press a couple of buttons on the computer, away we go. You know, the entry fees that you guys pay pays for your table hire for the day. For Rich, it also, you know, being that most of the prizes are in gift vouchers for Throw the Dice, that puts money in Rich's pocket, which is good as well. So supporting him, supporting the local game shop, which is great. And then we can, you know, Put the rest towards bits of swag like nope dice. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then as far as format goes, a couple of things, and you know, people have a few people have reached out and given ideas and thoughts and stuff, and you know, a bunch of people were really supportive for it. Um, we got some suggestions that maybe there were a few people that chose, and I will say that they chose to run basically six of the same linemen and star player. And I think some of those people had a less than exciting day because there was less than option, less than as many options. So I think there's definitely a lesson there. Um, maybe, maybe for us, maybe for them, maybe for everybody around picking a team. Yes, it's simple, um, but does it does it tickle all of your pickle? Don't know. Um, also, six six basemen are good. Um, so, you know, it's hard. Six orcs, not a bad thing. So, you know, there's, there's swings and roundabouts there as well. Um, I very much had to feel like I, I wanted to put in some variety. Um, but also there were some people there that owned one team. So all of a sudden it's a bit of a stretch to go, oh, we'll buy three other teams so you can mix up two linemen from here and one from there kind of stuff. So that was never our intention. We never wanted anyone to go out and buy extra things or... I mean, there's always 3D printing if you really want to try and do that, but yeah, don't go out and buy teams just no. for that's just because we say stupid things. Yeah, so I think that's maybe a thing. Um, you know, you could arguably basically run this as a standard sevens tournament, but just replace mm-hmm. one of the positions with a star player. The cost will start messing with rosters, which gets fun, um, and that would create a little bit more variety. So I heard that as a maybe as a suggestion or maybe, you know, it counts as two of your positions as an option. You know, there, there's some ideas there. The flip side is I got feedback to go. It was actually really good because you're putting in a star player and it means that you didn't have to break your brain around all the other positions and what they do and, and other stuff. So, you know, two sides to that coin. Other ideas that people throw threw at us was you know, almost a progression to style thing. If this is supposed to be a coaching clinic, why doesn't one of those players after each game learn something? Um, Didn't say they were smart. No, um, but you know, more and, like groupies than anything else, really. <laughs> if they're all trying to show off, um, or the other one was, you know, what if you had a uh, a random one of your players? 
uh, ended up being the captain of that team. And so maybe they could get leader as an example, or they could get a skill, but then you gave away points if your captain got taken out of action or, you know, you could get extra points if your captain killed another captain or, you know, that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I like that one. Um, I don't think that necessarily relies on training day. I think there's potentially, yeah, you see where my head's at. Yeah, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. I like it. I like Store that, that one, one away. Too. Yeah, we'll just file that one in the, the bank for later. So, look, there was – I think the good thing is it got, got people thinking about how else could you do, what else could you do, how else could you make this even more fun than it was. Um, I had a blast. I expected Dice to fail me. They failed me at, at critical times, but also they did some stupid things at stupid times. I turned I turned Glart into a frog. Um <laughs> <laughs> And that's what makes the day the most worthwhile. And that was the other thing. I think having a star player on the pitch gives you a real obvious target. Yes. And I think there's probably, even if we didn't look at the captain idea for this one, extra points for killing the star. Yeah. I mean, I think I said that to somebody on the day. Like, this is the obvious thing. You've got one guy with a shitload of skills. You take him off the field. Your opponent's mm-hmm. left with pretty much nothing. Just a handful of regular guys. Yeah. So that should always be should always have been the aim, if you could anyway. If you've got punching material or fouling ability, yeah, you're focusing on that star. Yeah. But yes. Uh, all in all, it, it was fun. It, I enjoyed it. it. Look, it running it was easy. It didn't feel much different to, to other sevens. I don't know whether it was the roster I took. I don't know if it's the thing, but it kind of felt like regular games of sevens because you don't have re-rolls. You don't have a lot of skills. You kind of just, you just roll with what your players can supposedly do on theory. Perfect. Well, shall we take this time to announce? Are we going to do it again? Well, sort of. Sort of. Thoughtless Bowl 4. Yes. IV. IV. This is a stock standard sevens tournament. We are going back to basics for our middle of the year tournament. This is on the, I think we worked it out, 17th? 17th of June, the Saturday. The Saturday. Lock it into your calendars now. It is already up and counting down on the website. We will start to do some promotion about that soon. And as soon as we get things organized, then there will be a players pack and you'll be able to sign up. But fundamentally, it's sevens. It will be a team. It will be some skills. It will be bogs. Like, no, no stupidness. No thinking about things, no no anything random that we're throwing in. The idea is let's just run something where people can just show up and play some sevens. Yep. And we'll we'll do some more stupid shit later in the year. The fact that we we have a th- training day so that we don't have to keep numbering the thoughtless balls does not mean we're not going to have thoughtless balls throughout the year. <laughs> yep. So thoughtless ball four, here we go. Lock it in now, people. 17th of June. It is happening. Throw the dice. We will get to you with a player's pack very soon. You, you, you know what's in it, let's be honest. Yeah. 
Just sign don't, up. Don't wait for that. <laughs> don't wait for that. Sign up now. Uh, what else is on, though? So we still have that uh, painting event at Throw the Dice. That is still going on until yes. the 1st of May. There's still shit tons of time. Yeah, I, should, I time. should paint some more things for that. I should start painting my things. Well, I haven't painted anything yet, but I feel like I should paint more than one. <laughs> I also feel the same. Uh, that is on. We have our Masters of the Universe board game giveaway. My God, that is huge. Yeah, so I am not only very excited about this, but I think we need to get together very shortly. If only somebody had some time off coming up that you could play games in. The best. It would be. Excellent. Uh, we are going to get together shortly, play that, give your, give you guys our thoughts on why we think you should jump in this giveaway, but it's very simple. Tag somebody, like the Facebook post, done. You literally have to do nothing. I mean, that's incorrect. You actually have to do something, but it's basically nothing. Figuratively, you have to do nothing and you could win the, the whole bloody game. And it's pretty. It's like four clicks on a keyboard. Click the like. Yeah. Click the comment. Put the at in. Tab on the first person that comes up. Click enter. Done. You're in. But that is going on now. See our Facebook page for that. Um, that's all I've got for tonight. That's kind yeah. of the that's kind of the important stuff, right? Yeah. As always, give us a follow, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Twidbean, Podspot, yeah. Facebean. Only book. <laughs> Only book. <laughs> I'm get, I'm, I've got time coming off coming up. I'm going to get that on my fans. It's, it's on my list of things oh, to do. I'll, uh, I'll charge the camera. Uh, if you want, if you think for some reason that, you know, we're – Worth chucking a couple of bucks a month towards, and I got some very nice comments about our podcast at uh, training day. By who? I know, right? I think they must have been drunk. I mean, um, they were showed up. They showed up to training day, so you yes, know. true. Um, but if you feel like giving a couple of bucks uh, a month, jump on our Patreon. You will get extra entries into the giveaway as long as you like and tag somebody. And you will go into the draw for our monthly Patreon giveaway as well. Uh, very special thanks this episode to two new Patreons. Um, oh, these people. So Moose has just jumped back on board for this year. Moose has a, hand, a habit of handing me money and going, right, there you go. Rather than doing a monthly thing, he just goes, how much does this get me? <laughs> like, cool. Done. Uh, but also Luke. Luke jumped on board. Archie. Oh, so people are thanks, wonderful. Luke. I know. It's fantastic. Uh, and as always, thank you very much to our thoughtless patrons. Highest of the high, lowest of the low. Uh, Alice, Clinton, Kingsley. Thank you, guys. Much, much, much thanks. Crazy people. Silliness. <laughs> the best. That's it from us. Thanks for listening, both of you. Laters. Gotcha. Gaming.
Yes, you are.